Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Ford has put the stock back in stock car, and now you can register for your chance to be Ford Performance's VIP guest and watch the NASCAR Next Gen Mustang hit the track for the first time in 2022. One grand prize winner and their guest will receive a trip for two to Daytona Beach with VIP access. Ford Performance driver meet and greets, round trip airfare, and more. Register now through November 7th at FordNextGen.com. That's FordNextGen.com. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Kick to the outside. It's Blaney leading the field down the back straightaway for the final time. Here comes Suarez. He'll turn Harvick. The entire pack is crashing. Blaney will get through with the lead. Chris Buescher to second as the pack will crash in a shower of sparks and flames. Everybody up into the outside wall and sliding down the banking in turn three here in Daytona. Caution on the speedway. Ryan Blaney will see the caution flag and the checkered flag. And Ryan Blaney and Todd Gordon go back to back. They win at Michigan last week. They win tonight here at Daytona. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry. Trusted to perform since 1952 by Xfinity X5. Internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew with you as we are on playoff footing. We are getting ready to enter the 2021 NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. The playoff field is set, and we're going to chat today with the regular season champion, Kyle Larson. He is the number one seed, and he will stop by and share his thoughts as he begins this 10-race stretch to see if he can become the champion reigning cup series champion chase elliott is going to stop by also kurt bush has a new race team in 2022 he'll join the show along with eric almarola looking for playoff satisfaction but first let's get to check the headlines across nascar nation with kyle ricky kyle mike the nascar cup series playoffs start on sunday but we've got some news pertaining to the future to start off today it has been announced that next week at daytona nascar will hold a test with the next-gen race car. This is different from prior tests as the cars will be prepared by the individual race teams for the first time. A total of eight teams will participate, 
including Hendrick Motorsports, Joe Gibbs Racing, and Team Penske. Those three teams make up 11 of the 16 drivers in this year's playoff field, which begins on Sunday. Kyle Larson starts the round of 16 with the points lead as he looks to advance to the championship four for the first time in his career. MRN will have full coverage of one of NASCAR's crown jewels, the cookout Southern 500 at Darlington Raceway, starting at 5 p.m. Eastern time Sunday evening. Finally, we have some news of a new team forming in the Xfinity Series. Monday, it was announced that Tommy Joe Martins and Cesar Baccarella have joined forces to form Alpha Prime Racing. The team will race full-time in 2021 with Martins and Baccarella both driving the entry in select races. The team also announced that they have signed rising star Raja Karuth to a deal that will see him make his NASCAR Xfinity Series debut in the car next year on a part-time basis. MRN will also have live coverage of this weekend's Xfinity Series race at Darlington, coverage of the Sports Clips Haircuts VFW Help a Hero 200 kicks off at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday. Mike? Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we'll take a look at the playoffs, 16 drivers deep, and later we'll sit down with the regular season champion, Kyle Larson. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. Whelan would like to congratulate Ryan Blaney and his number 12 Team Penske pit crew for the win at Daytona International Speedway. They are the Whelan pit crew of the week. Following the victory, Blaney acknowledged the pride the team shared winning at the World Center of Racing. I had kind of a surreal moment sitting in victory lane, uh, kind of just looking out at, you know, the lights shining on you and you see the, you know, the big sign of, you know, Daytona and World Center of Racing and, and just really cool. You know, as a kid, it's, it's just neat. I grew up here a lot and watching Dad run and it's really special. So proud, proud of everybody and uh, cool, to, cool to be in Victory Lane at a place like this. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 1952. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The 2021 NASCAR Cup Series playoff field is set. Let's take a look at the playoff 16 and what's in store for the final stretch of the 2021 season. The playoffs are here and the pressure is on. After an intense and chaotic trip to Daytona to end the regular season, we now know the 16 drivers who will compete to become the 2021 NASCAR Cup Series champion. Time now for a check of the drivers and tracks that will be the focus of the next 10 weeks. Kyle Larson exits turn number four checkered flag in the air and Kyle Larson wins the Ally 400 at Nashville Super Speedway. There was indeed enough fuel in the tank. We start with the regular season champion Kyle Larson. In Larson's first year at Hendrick Motorsports he has undoubtedly been the dominant driver. Larson has five wins this season but now he looks to turn that into playoff success. Larson has never made it to the championship four and has only advanced beyond the round of 12 once in four playoff appearances. This year could change all of that. He won earlier this season at Las Vegas and the All-Star Race at Texas. Both tracks are playoff tracks. Larson has also been to victory lane at Richmond, giving him a win at a minimum of one track in each playoff round. Blaney brings him back to three. William Byron's got one 
Trying to cross over. Ryan Blaney is there. He leads the field. Back to four. The checkered flag is out. One more run by Byron, and it will come up short. Ryan Blaney will score the win in the Firekeepers Casino 400 at Michigan, courtesy of a tremendous restart. If you are looking for someone hitting his best stride heading into the playoffs, you need to look no further than Ryan Blaney. Blaney has won the past two weekends at Michigan and Daytona, respectively. And he goes into the round of 16 with a 19-point cushion on the bubble thanks to his 24 playoff points. Blaney is already having a career year with three victories, but he will no doubt be focusing on just one round at a time after his shocking elimination in the round of 16 last season. Dominating performance for Martin Truex Jr. off four, final time, checkered flag is out, and for the second time in his career, he has scored the win at the Darlington Raceway, picking up the checkered flag in the Goodyear 400. Now let's take a look at the former champions that are in this year's field. Seven of the 16 drivers have hoisted the cup at some point in their careers. Martin Truex Jr. is the highest seeded of those former champions thanks to three wins earlier this season. Truex is one of the most successful drivers of the playoff era, having navigated his way to the championship four on four separate occasions and winning the title in 2017. If he gets to the final round this year, he could once again be the favorite after winning at Phoenix back in March. Here comes Kyle Busch. He's going to steal it this afternoon in Kansas. Kyle Busch, celebrating his birthday today, is going to do it with a checkered flag. Kyle Busch wins the Bushy McBush Race 400 at Kansas Speedway. Truex's teammate Kyle Busch is back in the playoffs again and is the only driver to win multiple championships in the current format. The fact that Busch has won at every playoff track besides the so-called Roval at Charlotte makes him a threat to get his third cup title this year. A win at the historic Road America added to the resume of Chase Elliott up the hill. Checkered flag is out. Everybody is on their feet and Chase Elliott has won here this afternoon in Wisconsin. His seventh road course win, 13th on his career and second of 2021. Let's not forget about the defending champ. Chase Elliott has followed up his championship season with another solid campaign. Elliott has won twice in 2021 and is always a threat at Martinsville and Phoenix, having used wins at those two tracks last year to propel himself to a title. Here comes Michael McDowell looking to the inside, but Brad Keselowski, the leader off turn four. Crowd on their feet, here they come, racing back to the checkered flag. They're crashing further back. Eric Jones is involved. Here comes Michael McDowell pulling alongside. It won't be enough. And Brad Keselowski has picked up the win, scoring the victory in the Geico 500 at Talladega by a mere inches. Earlier, we mentioned Ryan Blaney. Now let's chat about his Penske teammates. 2018 champ Joey Logano won the Bristol Dirt Race earlier this season to secure his playoff spot. And 2012 champion Brad Keselowski locked himself in at Talladega. Both drivers advanced to the championship four last year. Can they do it again? Kurt Busch not being pressured. Here's Biffle coming into the corner. Greg Biffle all by himself. Biffle's going to win the battle, and Busch will win the war. Greg Biffle coming off turn four, down on the start-finish line. He's been the strongest man all day. He'll win the season-ending Ford 400 in a Ford. Jimmy Johnson crosses the line in second. Jeff Gordon third. Tony Stewart finishes in fourth. And fifth is Kurt Busch, and he is the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series champion.
The final two former champions in this year's field might be considered long shots, but you can never count out veterans like Kurt Busch and Kevin Harvick. Busch went to victory lane at Atlanta to secure his spot in the playoffs and looks to advance to the championship four under the current format for the first time. Kevin Harvick and his team were dominant for most of last year's season until the shocking outcome when Harvick was eliminated in the round of eight. This year, Harvick and his team hope to pull a shocker of a different nature and make a run to Phoenix. Further back, eyes are on Kevin Harvick and they're crashing. Kyle Busch and Harvick crash. Harvick will not get to the finish line. Hamlin passes him. Denny Hamlin will get in to the playoffs. Kevin Harvick will not make the playoffs as the lights begin to strobe here at Martinsville Speedway. Denny Hamlin was the co-favorite with Harvick last year entering the playoffs, but he also has failed to secure a win in 2021. Hamlin, though, spent the majority of the season with the points lead before being overtaken by Larson. Is this the year where Hamlin removes his name from the best to never win a title list? Here comes Bowman into turn number three. He's up by a car length. Off turn number four, Shannon Bednarik puts the checkered flag in the air, sideways off the corner, and Alex Bowman wins the Toyota Owners 400 at Richmond Raceway. Alex Bowman coming out of nowhere on the last restart when it mattered the most. Besides Larson and Elliott, whom we discussed earlier, there are two more Hendrick drivers who are contenders for the championship. Alex Bowman has been to victory lane three times this season, and William Byron won at Homestead and has been consistently racking up top 10 finishes. The remaining drivers in the field very well could be considered dark horses. Eric Almarola is back in the playoffs thanks to a win at New Hampshire, while Christopher Bell, Michael McDowell, and Tyler Reddick are all making their first playoff appearance. The playoffs begin this weekend with the Crown Jewel Cookout Southern 500 at Darlington. Things then move to short tracks at Richmond and Bristol, at which point the field will be reduced from 16 drivers to 12. Round two is what some are calling the wild card round, with Las Vegas at a mile and a half, the 2.66 mile Talladega Super Speedway, and the road course at Charlotte, each track offering distinctly different challenges. That will reduce the playoff field to eight drivers and the field will then be cut from eight to four with races at Kansas, Texas, and Martinsville. The final four will then vie for the championship at Phoenix on November 7th. Hendrick Motorsports and driver Chase Elliott looking for the checkered flag, it's out. Chase Elliott wins at Phoenix. Chase Elliott scores the 2020 NASCAR Cup Series Championship. Chase Elliott has done it, sound the siren at the Dawsonville Pool Hall. Thank you, Kurt. It all begins this weekend at Darlington Raceway with the Cookout Southern 500. Motor Racing Network has coverage Sunday evening beginning at 5 p.m. Eastern. Coming up, your 2021 NASCAR Cup Series regular season champion Kyle Larson will join us. And later, Chase Elliott will join us as he looks to defend his crown. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Kyle Larson has been one of the stories of the season as he wrapped up the 2021 NASCAR Cup Series regular season championship Saturday night in Daytona. 
I'll sit down with our Jeff Striegel ahead of this 10 race playoff push. For the final time, coming off of turn number five, it's Kyle Larson working his way down the short chute, headed towards turn number six. Two lap cars up in front of him. He doesn't have to worry about him right now as he works his way back into the corner. Kyle Larson with a big round of applause from the fans on the stands. Kyle Larson works his way through six, eyeballing seven. Here he is, the final right-hand turn, turn number seven. Kyle Larson exits cleanly to the inside of a lap car, checkered flag in the air, and Kyle Larson wins the go ball at the Glen. Kyle Larson picks up the W. Kyle, what a season it has been. And I want to start by going all the way back and just saying, what were the goals coming into 2021 and have you already met them? No, I don't know. We haven't met them. Um, I mean, really probably the only goal I had set, I don't even know, but uh, the championship, um, I, you know, I didn't know how many races we would win and stuff like that. So it's kind of hard for me to set goals, but yeah, I mean, I knew with Chase winning the championship last year, the rules not changing this year, you know, we would, we would be capable of contending for a championship. So I guess, yeah, winning the championship has been the really only goal that I feel like personally I've set. You've had an amazing season so far. Is there a biggest moment that you've already had in 2021 when you look back what was the biggest moment so far yeah we, we've had some some great moments um a lot of great races uh one that stands out to me um just because it was an exciting finish was uh, the all-star race you know i was i was really pumped up after that one and you know having to get up on the wheel there to to beat a couple of my teammates to win that race and win a million bucks and and that was kind of right in the middle of, of our strong, really strong stretch of races. So um, I would say the All-Star Race stands out a little bit right now. How soon was it into 2021? And can you go back and pinpoint a time when you knew, Kyle, we have maybe the best team in the garage? I don't know. I think probably i mean i could say even before the season started really i mean i knew i knew our group of our group of people that we have on the five car is amazing so but until you get racing you know i don't know so i think maybe confirmed to me once we got through um atlanta i felt like you know i, I didn't win that race but i had an extremely good race car good pit stops things like that so um Really early on in the season, I felt like we had you know, one of the best, if not the best team out there. He won't have to pass another car this afternoon. I don't believe he's got a huge lead right on the bottom of the racetrack. Trying to finish out a thoroughly dominant afternoon. Larson for the final time headed for three. Here he comes now off the end of the back straightaway. Won't challenge the lap traffic. All he's got to do is nurse it back to the start finish line. He's on the bottom trying to do exactly that. Kyle Larson exits turn number four checkered flag in the air and Kyle Larson wins the Ally 400 at Nashville Super Speedway. When you take a look back at last year and you look at what Kevin Harvick accomplished coming into the playoffs on a roll, a number of wins already banked and only to see him disappear before we got to the final four. To some degree, that's kind of where you're at right now as you come in. You're the hottest driver there. You've got the most wins. Do you look at what he went through a year ago and tried to set your course of action or are you just 
we're going to be hammered down. We're going to go out. We're going to try to win races. What's the mindset going in? Um, I don't. I don't really know what the mindset is. I think you just got to take it week by week and and kind of adjust after each race. Um, you know, I think looking at Harvick, I think media and and maybe teams a lot of times can think that oh, you know, he's got these this many bonus points, like he can just cruise to the final four. Well, you know, he showed last year that that's not the case. You can have a, a bad race and you know, a couple average ones and then not transfer in. So um, I think, you know, maybe witnessing that last year, it, it, it keeps us wanting to continue to, to dig and, and win more races and just run up front each week and keep executing. So um, yeah, it's, it is what it is. I don't really pay much attention to what Harvick did last year though. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Hendrick organization the change is coming with Jeff Gordon assuming the leadership role at some point. How important has Jeff Gordon been to Kyle Larson throughout your career? Well, yeah, it's it's kind of unique, you know, that I got to compete with him uh, a little bit before he retired, and you know, pay attention to him as a driver. And then now, well, even before I came over here, you're know, seeing kind of the noticing the role that he was eventually going to probably take in, in the leadership side of things here at Hendrick Motorsports and seeing how he transitioned from driver to, you know, team operator, whatever you want to call it, um, was really cool, you know, to see him kind of make that transition in his life and career. And then now firsthand getting to experience it and seeing how business savvy he is and all that, it's, it's really neat. So um, I look forward to working with him even more closely as uh we grow here at Hendrick Motorsports, and um, but yeah, he's been a he's been a great advocate of, of mine throughout my whole career, and, and especially you know here to get me at Hendrick Motorsports. When you look at what's transpired over the past three years, um, has there been anybody that has been a major influence in your life that you could look to for guidance, support? maybe a pat on the back has there been one person that just stands out as you've gone through the last handful of years i think i think i mean there's there's so many people really you know, each step of the way there is somebody um to help you know, give me the next step but i feel like now that i've made it to nascar or whatever i would say josh wise is kind of that guy that um you know, he gives you know, we work out to you know, at his place and, and he's just really, just such a, such a great guy. Um, but you know, he understands the mind and how that works and, and he pushes you to be better. And, um, he's there to support you and give you the confidence when you, know, maybe you, you made a mistake or you're just, you've had a bad string of races and things like that. So Josh is just an all around great human being and, and, definitely a, a guy that I'm very fortunate to have in my corner. All right, one more quick question. What would it mean if Kyle Lars to Kyle Larson if you can win the championship this year? Yeah, it'd be it'd be huge. It'd be amazing. It's uh, the ultimate goal for all of us drivers in the Cup Series is to win that Cup Series championship and not only for myself, but for my race team is is you know what I enjoy the most about winning races. And I think it'd be the same when it came to, to winning a championship. You know, Cliff and everybody on this five car, which used to be the 48, 
uh, with Jimmy has been through so much these last you know few years. So, and, and they all stayed digging and positive as could be and, and working really hard. And I think to reward them all with a championship at the end of the season would, would mean the world to me. Coming up, we'll chat with reigning NASCAR Cup Series champion Chase Elliott and later Kurt Busch will join us. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. While his Hendrick Motorsports teammate Kyle Larson has garnered much of the attention in 2021, let's not forget that Chase Elliott enters this year's playoffs wearing the crown as the reigning series champion. Chase is going to look to become the first driver to repeat on the Cup Series since Jimmy Johnson did it back in 2009 and 2010. Who did he drive for? Hendrick Motorsports. Our Woody Kane caught up with the kid from Dawsonville, Georgia, as he eyes another title. Looking to become a NASCAR champion at the age of 24. Chase Elliott off four. The white flag is out here at Phoenix. One more time to turn number one for Chase Elliott. Final time into turn number one. You can hear him warming up the siren in Dawsonville, Georgia. Here he comes to the back straightaway. Chase Elliott on his way to the title. Here he comes off turn number two, up off the bottom to the back straightaway. And now he'll ease it into turn three, looking for a win and a championship. Hendrick Motorsports and driver Chase Elliott looking for the checkered flag. It's out. Chase Elliott wins at Phoenix. Chase Elliott scores the 2020 NASCAR Cup Series championship. Chase, sixth playoff appearance for you, but I, I read a stat that blew me away. This will be the 14th playoff appearance for your crew chief, Alan Gustafson, and he doesn't seem like he's that old of a guy. I mean, it's got to be a comfort to have a guy with that much under his belt uh, and you guys winning a championship together coming back. Yeah, I tell you, he, he's really um, seen a lot, you know, through through his career, and I, I feel like people sometimes don't realize that and, and how much experience he does have. So uh, I'm certainly thankful for that. He does a fantastic job of just keeping our team um, just super level-headed and, and really just riding the waves, um, both the ups and the downs, kind of with the same mentality. And, and uh, he does a great job of, of not only um, – exemplifying that but but making sure the rest of us understand that that's important too absolutely it is i i was looking at some of the the numbers here and saw that last year you won three of the four elimination races the roval martinsville and then the championship at phoenix did, did that jump out at you at the time did you feel like anything like you know man i gotta do it right now obviously phoenix of course but man that's pretty big uh, in big moments yeah you know we just really tried to enjoy those moments and, and I felt like I just remember last year kind of going through the you know the rounds and and kind of recognizing you know you you really have to start treating some of those weekends like they are uh cutoff weekends because Phoenix really is a cutoff weekend you know if you if you think about it like that it's not necessarily a, a round of three um but it's either win the race or you go home you know there's no there's no in between so I just felt like 
you know, you, you have to enjoy those moments and embrace that because, uh, and, I, and I kept saying, if, if you ever make it to Phoenix, that's the situation you're gonna be, be faced with. So you better like it and, and um, have fun with it. You open up at Darlington, seventh uh, there back in May, fourth last year. How do you feel about opening it up at, at the Lady in Black? Yeah, super exciting. You know, really this this next you know these next three weeks are exciting races. You know, three um, I feel like really cool racetracks, uh, fun environments for you know for us getting to be that time of year. You know, fall is an exciting time of year for a lot of things around sports, and you know our season is getting getting down to it as well. So I'm um, just excited to get going. You know, it's been what, hard to believe we've been. 26 weeks in, you know, that doesn't really seem like it, but here we are, you know, starting another playoffs and, and back to the final 10 of the year. So it goes by fast. Um, two Over two months of racing is a long time, uh, but they'll click off and, and you'll get, you know, in certain moments you might like, some you might not like, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll make the most of them. Well, speaking of like or don't like, all three of these races will also be with the 750 package. Do you feel like that versus the 550 is better for your team? Some guys have different opinions on which is better for their team. What about your bunch? We honestly don't really care. I know I don't. Um, you know, personally, I feel like you always kind of push to that limit and, and find that limit in the car, you know, whether you have a bunch of horsepower or, or don't. So I personally don't have a preference. Uh, much at all, but you know, I, I feel like our team has been strong, really, on on both sides of, of the coin this year, which has been good. I don't feel like there's really been one that stands out a ton uh, over the other, so that's encouraging. And, and I think we can be think you know we could perform either way. A win at the historic Road America added to the resume of Chase Elliott up the hill. Checkered flag is out. Everybody is on their feet, and Chase Elliott has won here this afternoon in Wisconsin, his seventh road course win, 13th on his career and second of 2021. Chase Elliott has done it again here this afternoon. Earlier, a few weeks ago, you had said you feel pretty much this year like you did last year heading into the playoffs, but I'm wondering if there's anything that feels different to you about this playoffs versus last year, whether it's you know the different packages or the way the tracks line up or anything like that. What feels different to you? Honestly, not a lot, <laughs> to, to be honest. I mean, other than just having a little experience of, of going through the rounds and, and kind of what some of those uh, some of those challenges were down the stretch last year, I feel like helps prepare us a little better. I mean, we some of the guys on our team, myself included, had never been in this, you know, never been to Phoenix and never seen what that was like. So I think that's a that's a good thing, you know. Now. Um, but at the same time, I don't know that the message really changes a ton. You know, the big thing for us last year was just trying to enjoy those big spots, having fun with them, um, and trying to thrive in those big moments. And, and I honestly don't think that ever really, really changes. So I really don't feel a ton different. I'm excited. Uh, again, this is you know my favorite time of the year and, and a part of the season that, that matters most. So we're ready to get after it. Let's finish with this. You won Martinsville last year, as we mentioned, and it will be uh, a cutoff race as well. So tell me a little bit about the, the significance of having the last chance to make the championship four at an old school short track where you can kind of lean on each other a little bit. Yeah, I mean, ideally, I guess you don't want to be in a situation where you have to win that last race. You know, you'd love to win the first one of every round or, you know, maybe the first one and the last one of, of that of that round. But 
Yeah, I think the big thing really is just not getting ahead of yourself. You know, I think it's easy to, uh, the way this format is, it's really easy to look ahead around, you know, or, or, or kind of set your sights on down the road. And I think that's the worst thing you can do because none of this stuff is, is taken for granted, in my opinion. I mean, you could have too bad, we could go to Darlington, you know, have a wreck or have something happen, have the same thing in Richmond. Next thing you know, you gotta, you gotta go win Bristol. And that's just the way this format is. And I think we recognize that and we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. So for us, a week at a time and, and enjoying those tough spots. Thank you, Woody. Coming up, Kurt Busch and later Eric Almarola will join the show. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a show dedicated to spotlighting the short track community across the country. Offering a new show every Thursday on the Motor Racing Network's YouTube channel, this show has it covered. Hosted by Chris Wilner and myself, Kyle Rickey, NASCAR Coast to Coast offers insightful interviews and fun deep dives into the what, when, why, and hows of grassroots racing in America. This show serves the heart of racing from coast to coast. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Kurt Busch has a new team for 2022. It was formally announced on Friday that Kurt will drive the number 45 car for 2311 racing next season as NASCAR ushers in the next-gen race car. Kurt chatted with MRN's Kim Kuhn about the upcoming change and his pursuit for a NASCAR Cup Series championship. All right. Well, Kurt, man, what an exciting past week for you. New team in 2022. You'll be joining 2311 racing. What does this opportunity mean to you? Uh, it's incredible. I mean, I'm so grateful to have this chance. Uh, I mean, this old in NASCAR, but yet uh, the veteran leadership that I was asked to, to bring to the program is flattering. And so now we're just trying to get crew members aligned and structured. Uh, this is a fun project for me to build a team from the ground up, do it with Denny Hamlin and a living legend with Michael Jordan. Uh, there's going to be so much fun. And how does not having to worry about your future on the track help you focus for the rest of this season and the championship run you're about to start? Yeah, with the timing of it all and then with my relationship with Monster Energy. Uh, they've been incredible to race with and to race for. Uh, I feel like our brands are, are so parallel. And with the announcement out there and, and, and shifting that over there and then boom, here we are right now with these 10 weeks this is that playoff atmosphere and you've got to be focused and ready to go and i just hope to finish strong for chip ganassi racing so let's talk about that uh we first you have to finish up your season with chip ganassi racing before we can kind of think about next season and cgr's final year in nascar at least as far as we can predict um what would it mean to bring them a championship in their closing year yeah it's to respect what's been built there for so many years. I mean, 30 years, Chip Ganassi Racing has been around. Felix Avadis has been partnered with them. Rob Kaufman. There's so many individuals that have been there for so long that we need to give it our best. And everybody knows that on the number one car. You know, Chastain and Suarez, they're going to be the new legacy with Trackhouse Racing next year. And so it's right now. And with the win we got at Atlanta a few weeks ago, I hope that we can add more, but to be the last winner for Ganassi, that's my objective. And I want to get us all the way to Phoenix. Darlington kicks off the championship hunt. 
your best finish there, a second place. Uh, what do you remember though about your very first time racing the Lady in Black? Darlington's tough. Uh, you know, the, the feel there of how you race right up by the wall and with the old uh, worn out asphalt. Uh, it, it's a place that you feel like you can just really attack and you can do that with fresh tires. But when the tires start to, to age and then you start to slip and slide, a place is like a skating rink. And so my first time there, I sat on pole as a, as a rookie in the fall. And then I was in the fence by lap 30, uh, <laughs> trying to drive too hard. I mean, it's part of it. Darlington Stripe, you got to get it, right? That's right. And so over the years, um, I've had those. I've had clean races and, and good finishes. And so we need that here to start the playoffs. We, we need a win and we need or just a clean race to get our playoffs up and going. Do you think we'll see the majority of the playoff drivers played a little bit cautious to kick off the championship run? Do you think there's a benefit to being a little more aggressive? Kind of what, what's your thinking and then expectations on what we'll see? Yeah, I think it's a matter of just racing your own race. Uh, the racetrack tells you to do that already. And so, yeah, the Gibbs guys will be fast. The Penske guys have shown incredible strength. Uh, Larson isn't slowing down anytime soon in the nine. 24, 48, I mean, there's so many good cars. So the easiest way for me is just focus on our number one and do it as a team. You mentioned Larson uh, probably not gonna be slowing down. Hendrick has been the dominant team during the regular season. Do you feel like they're still the team to beat as we head into the playoffs? Uh, absolutely. I mean, right now it's, it's Larson's to lose. Uh, there's guys like Harvick who haven't won that could make some big noise, surprisingly. Uh, everybody is a player in this game. I mean, McDowell got in from winning the Daytona 500, but the beginning of his season, he was steady. He had really good points for, for I'd say, a good 10 weeks. After Darlington, we go to Richmond and then Bristol. Of the three tracks, do you feel like Bristol is the place you're most likely to win in the first knot, in the first round, and if not, where? Uh, I like our chances, Darlington, uh, Bristol, Richmond. That's how I rank uh, our first three races. Uh, they're all low downforce, high horsepower. Pit crews are going to be incredibly important. Um, you know, tire wear is big at Arlington. It's big at Richmond, but it's not so much at Bristol. And so we've had kind of a mixed bag this year of our results on high grip tracks and low grip tracks. We just need not make mistakes. And then kind of looking collectively at all the rounds of the playoffs, which do you think is the most difficult, maybe in terms of a complete round and then specifically a racetrack we visit? Um, I'd say the toughest round is round two uh, with um, Vegas, Talladega and the Roval, you know, and then the Elite Eight, the, that last group of the who's who in the season, you race at Texas and Kansas and Martinsville. Uh, for us in points, I hope we have more built up, but I, I, we got to win one of those to advance to the championship round. Awesome. Excited to watch you and what you're able to do during this playoffs. Uh, Kurt, also congrats again on the 23-11 announcement. Super exciting. Um, and again, can't wait to see what you can do in the playoffs. Thank you. Yeah, it's going to be a good run. We got to finish strong for Chip. Thank you, Kim. Coming up, Eric Almirola will join us. And later, another edition of This Week in NASCAR History. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley.
Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Eric Almarola picked the perfect time to pick up his first win in three years as he punched his ticket into the playoffs with a surprise win at the New Hampshire Motor Speedway last month. I sat down with the Stuart Haas driver ahead of this week's playoff opener at Darlington. Congratulations on making the playoffs. You made it, obviously, with that win at New Hampshire. How much of a turning point was that win for you, the 10-team SHR, when you were able to pick up the checkered flag there in New Hampshire? Oh, it was huge. Um, we were in a situation to where we had to. We were in a do or die situation. It, it didn't look like there was any way at all for us to point our way in. So we had to win. And we, you know, lo and behold, go to Loudoun uh, with an incredibly fast race car and, and we went and we won. Um, so it was a very, very uh, clutch win that we desperately needed. And it certainly has, has changed the trajectory of our season. I know a lot of people have been doing a lot of head scratching because they looked at SHR with basically the successes that Kevin had a year ago and those successes haven't been there. It's been a very challenging year. How, how has it been to get through this year to this point? What's been the hardest thing to get your arms around collectively as an organization this year? I think the hardest thing is just not knowing. You know, it's one thing when you can identify the problem and then go to work on it, but it's totally different when you don't know what the problem is and you are constantly chasing your tail. You, you chase aerodynamics, then you chase suspension parts, then you chase setup, then you chase the computational dynamics, the all of the engineering that goes into designing the setups and all the simulation tools. Like you just start questioning everything. And like you said, it's crazy because for the last several years, we've been one of the dominant teams, one of the teams that everybody sets the bar. And so, yeah, going into this season, there's a lot of high expectations like there always is for Stuart Haas Racing. You know, coming off of last year where Kevin won so many races and, and as an organization, we led a lot of laps. We all ran up front and, um, you know, tons of top fives. And we were always in contention to win on any given weekend. And that has not been the case this year. And so I think that just speaks volumes to how competitive the field is and um, how hard it is to, to stay on top when, uh, when you get to the top. Race one of that round is at Darlington, 100 miles more than what you had in the spring, but 500 miles at Darlington on Labor Day weekend can be a handful. How big of a challenge is that race? How long is that race? Some have compared it and said, you know, 500 miles at Darlington is longer than 600 miles at Charlotte. Anything to that? Absolutely. 500 miles at Darlington is a long, long race. It is a grueling, tough racetrack. Definitely takes its toll on your body, on your, on your brain. Uh, you're just so focused for so long. It is a very, very challenging place. So yeah, I, I think, um, 500 miles at Darlington, I would say that that feels like the longest race of the year. Then you go to Richmond, then you go back to the concrete at Bristol rather than the dirt that we had in the spring. Are you looking forward to getting back to the concrete? Yes, yes I am. I have uh, I have always enjoyed racing at, uh, at Bristol, but when they put dirt on it, I was like, really? Come on. And uh, so to go back to the concrete, racetrack and, and go there, a place that I really enjoy racing at, a place I've had success at. Um, yes, I'm excited to go race there. Awesome, my man. Thank you so much. Appreciate the time and all the best to you in the playoffs. All right. Thanks, buddy. Coming up, we'll check this week in NASCAR history. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network.
This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're about to put a bow on this week's show, but before we do, let's check in with Susie Armstrong for another installment of This Week in NASCAR History. Thanks, Mike. 1975. Fledgling Florida Funkers KC and the Sunshine Band made their first appearance atop Billboard's Hot 100 as Get Down Tonight boogied up to number one. It was game, set, match as 18-year-old Czech tennis star Martina Navratilova said dos vidania to communism, seeking political asylum at the U.S. Open. New Yorkers had to fork over more to ride the A-train as transit fares rose from 35 to 50 cents. And Bobby Allison rode the express lane in the number 16 Coca-Cola AMC Matador, besting Richard Petty to win his third Southern 500 at Darlington Raceway. Allison goes high into that third and fourth turn now. Moving out of that third and fourth turn, and Charlie Bailey, he's in your side. He sure is coming off that fourth turn. He hasn't slowed down one bit. It's his pit crew signals victory, and the checker flag is out for high-flying Matador driver Bobby Allison of Town, Alabama. A beautiful race, especially the last 90-95 lap. After that rain delay of about an hour and 15 minutes, he got back in that car and shot to the front and just stayed right there. Richard Petty following him all the way around this track. Finally getting around him, but just couldn't muster the speed to catch him and pass him to make up that one lap deficit. Nineteen ninety-eight, well-seasoned rockers Aerosmith kept the hits coming as "I Don't Want to Miss a Thing" debuted at number one. Pondering the mathematical possibilities of the World Wide Web, Stanford University students Larry Page and Sergey Brin conjure up a web crawler and page rank algorithm to ultimately launch the mega search engine Google. And Jeff Gordon's power plant had the DuPont Chevy out front as the defending champ held off Mark Martin to win the Farm Aid on CMT 300 at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Elected not to take it, and why not? He doesn't need it. Final time down the back straightaway. Jeff Gordon got the lead on a pit stop and showed the tail of the field the rest of the way. Out of turn four for the checkers. Jeff Gordon led the final 67 laps of this race to score his ninth win of the year. Gordon wins the CMT 300 by five car lengths over Mark Martin. The top two drivers in the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship dueling to a standoff point-wise here at New Hampshire today after Martin led the most laps. Can't wait much longer. I 
2007, after graduation from Rockefeller record producer to megastar, Kanye West was on the rise and solid on the charts with the rap hit Stronger. There was no joy in Ann Arbor as Appalachian State blocked a field goal attempt with six seconds remaining to edge by Michigan in one of the biggest upsets in college football history. And Jimmy Johnson wasn't about to lose on his home turf, leading 84 of 250 laps to win the Sharp 500 at Auto Club Speedway. Takes a Chevrolet off of turn two and up the back straight away. The California native Jimmy Johnson just on a Sunday evening cruise now. Looks down to the inside of turn three. He's got a huge lead over Carl Edwards and Kyle Busch. The native of El Cajon, California, Jimmy Johnson. The California kid takes the checkered flag. Jimmy Johnson wins the Sharp Aquas 500 at the California Speedway. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. Also, thanks to Kyle Larson for joining us, along with Chase Elliott, Kurt Busch, and Eric Almarola. I'm Mike Bagley. For the rest of the MRN crew, we'd like to thank you as well for stopping by. And we'll chat with you again next week right here on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and was brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian and Julian Council. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all of the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Ford has put the stock back in stock car, and now you can register for your chance to be Ford Performance's VIP guest and watch the NASCAR Next Gen Mustang hit the track for the first time in 2022. One grand prize winner and their guest will receive a trip for two to Daytona Beach with VIP access. Ford Performance driver meet and greets, round trip airfare, and more. Register now through November 7th at FordNextGen.com. That's FordNextGen.com. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a show dedicated to spotlighting the short track community across the country. Offering a new show every Thursday on the Motor Racing Network's YouTube channel, this show has it covered. Hosted by Chris Wilner and myself, Kyle Rickey, NASCAR Coast to Coast offers insightful interviews and fun deep dives into the what, when, why, and hows of grassroots racing in America. This show serves the heart of racing from coast to coast.